And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having a great day. Wanted to spend a few minutes with you here now, and um, just say hello, and just share with you some... Uh, some lessons that I am, I've learned in the past and I'm re-experiencing today. And um, it just shows that, man, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. This is the, I've actually, I heard that a couple days ago and it, it's so true. And um, I just want to share with you a, a, a lesson in network marketing and I really think in life, um, but definitely a lesson in business, lesson in network marketing. And um, I'll share it with you now, and uh, and hopefully that um, that you that you get it. If you don't learn it from me, that's okay. You'll learn it through your experience. Um, but uh, it, it will be learned at some point um, if you stay in the business, stay in the industry, or stay in really any industry. We're working with human beings, and the lesson is this: that you don't know what people are going to do. You just don't know. Um, I have recruited. And, and by the way, you can use what you don't know as leverage to recruit people or to lead people. And when I say leverage, I don't necessarily mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a, in a positive way. But regardless, um, you don't know what people are going to do. So I've recruited really, really high caliber people. Um, we've been blessed to do that. Um, I've recruited people that you know, are massive earners from other companies. They come into our downline, you know, six, multiple six, scratching uh, seven figures earners, earners at one point in their career coming to our company. And you know what? The vast majority of them haven't really done a whole lot. Um, <laughs> at least to this point. Uh, some of them have. Now, don't get me wrong. We've got a few people that have made six figures in other companies that come in, and a couple of them are close friends of ours now. And I just absolutely adore them, love them, and, and I believe they're going to build massive businesses in our team. So there's a few of them that don't get me wrong, they're doing amazing stuff. But there's also quite a few of them that, you know, you really think they're going to hit it out of the park, and they don't really ever do a whole lot. Um, And so that just happens. And at the same time, we have recruited people that are, you know, seemingly nobodies, right? And, um, and, you know, they're just a recruit on the team. And they turn out to be incredible, just incredible people to work with, super fun, and take action and get results. And sometimes you can you can usually peg someone pretty early, um, and 
you know, leaders show themselves early. It's, that is something that, that happens. But people will also develop into something, either good or bad. And so, you know, uh, I've, you know, I, recently I'm, I'm, you know, seeing a couple people in our team that are basically switching places. You know, people that, um, that, uh, that I thought would be incredible um, and, you know, uh, you know, do a lot of investment into and stuff like that based on that, that evaluation that we have. We put a lot of time and effort and money into them. And, you know, they, they, they don't really turn out to be what you thought. Um, you know, I'm going to kind of save some, some details here because I don't want anyone to be like offended if they, uh, I don't really, actually, I don't care about offending people necessarily. I just don't want to put anyone's dirty laundry out there if, uh, if it's not ready to be out there type of thing. So I'm not going to like give you details, but you know, we've got instances where people that, you know, we invested a lot into thought they'd be amazing. Um, you know, turned out to be not necessarily not amazing, just not what we thought. Right. And, there's stuff going on in the background that we didn't know about that, you know, they would have probably told us if we asked them straight up, but you know, it's kind of one of those whole truth and nothing but the truth thing. Like we didn't know the whole truth until finding out a little bit of information that we had to ask about that revealed more of the truth. And then it's kind of like one of those things where you kind of keep digging up more and more. And, um, at this point in our career, um, I don't, at least I haven't done a long time. Maybe I will again someday. I don't know. But when I, when this when I first started for the first few years, I felt betrayed when this kind of stuff happened. Like literally, personally betrayed, and it sucked. It was really painful. Um, you know, at this point in our career, I, I don't really feel personally betrayed. Um, I would say I feel a little bit of hurt. You know, like hey, I wonder. I don't know why that person is doing that. But you know that's kind of where it ends. You know, there's a little bit of personal feelings there, a little bit of personal, but like, you know, like hurtness, um, not really betrayal. It's more of just like, well, that's just the way people are. Right. Um, and this is what it is. It's a fact of, it's a fact of life. And I treat it in many cases as math. Like if I recruit a hundred people, like I'm going to have a few that do this. Um, and at the same time, uh, there's the reverse where you recruit someone and you don't really think a whole lot of them. You know, I've got, I can think of one, I'm thinking of one specifically in my, in my head right now that came in through, through depth. Um, I don't, I didn't even remember the name for quite a while. And someone kept telling me like, Hey, look out for this person. Look out for this person. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I will. And you know, I, I sort of did. And, but I honestly just kept like nothing really stuck in my brain. Right. And, and recently, like their name keeps coming up more and more and more. And then I find out that they're growing the business, right? They're doing good volume. They're recruiting some good people. And now I'm starting to, I'm starting to think of, think of their name and remember their name and see them and recognize them and, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. And it's like people that you don't ever expect. They're completely normal people, normal people from a normal place with a normal background, and they start rising through the ranks, right? They start applying the stuff um, that you're that you're teaching them with, without you know uh, changing it in the beginning, right? And um, and it's amazing. It's just amazing when that happens. So it's crazy to me, and I, I it's just it's a lesson that I learned a long time ago. I'm just re-seeing it, um, and it's you know it's it's interesting. When you have um, a, some level of, res- of leadership responsibility in your team, sometimes you're almost insulated from, from kind of the stupidness that can happen in a team because 
you only work with good people, right? And by the way, that's a choice. It's not just when you become a leader. You become a leader in your mind before you see it in your team. So you should only work with good people. But when you make that decision, you only work with good people, and then you have enough people on your team to also further reinforce that decision to only work with good people. You don't ever work with stupid people, right? You just don't spend time with them. So uh, so that there's, it creates this almost insulation where you don't see this as much, but it still happens. And so I haven't really seen it as much in my own, like I haven't felt personally affected by this in, in, in any sort of, or in, in a while. And so um, I just noticed it uh, recently and it's just been, it's just been interesting. Uh, also, there was an instance um, where uh, a, f- a few people, and uh, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to give details. But this has just been very recent. We have a, we have a, um, we back up all of our programs with what we call a results guarantee. Well, everything that's applicable, we back it up with a results guarantee, um, which basically means like we don't offer just straight up no questions asked guarantees because people steal. Unfortunately, it just it happens in today's day and age with information products and intellectual property. People steal stuff uh, all the time. So we have results guarantees. So, you know, if you use our program, you follow our program and you don't get results, we'll refund your money. Like we know our stuff works. We're not trying to take from anyone what's not, uh, what's not, you know, we want to give to them what we promised we would give to them. But we also expect them to, you know, if they invest in the program, they invest the time to make it work and they're not just like basically stealing our info. So we have results guarantees. Well, in the history of MLM Rebels, I think we've had one person even request a refund. Um, like literally even request it. Well, maybe it's, I don't actually know that for a fact. Uh, I think it's, it's less than five. I think that's a fact. Um, and, um, at one point it was one, I'm still saying that today, but it's probably more, I don't like deal with that exact part of the business. So uh, let's say it's less than five, very, very, very low number. Well, in the past literally seven days or 10 days, we've had a few, we've had uh, three people, um, three people, uh, you know, basically be like huge buttholes about, about it, about it. Um, like humongous buttholes. And, you know, again, like we're talking, this, this comes up (laughs) once every few months. So to have three in one week, especially the week that we just got back from vacation is very abnormal. Right. And if anything, everything's gotten better over time. Like, you know, our, our systems have been more, more robust. We have more staff. We have more money in the business, um, running things. We have better support. We have better everything. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a better program. So that, so to have this in a very condensed period of time is very odd. Um, and, you know, it really bothers me because, you know, we can see what people do in our programs. Like we're not stupid, right? Like we have everything tracked and traced. So like when people like lie to us and say, oh, I didn't, I didn't use part of the, pro- I didn't use the program or I, um, you know, we had some person say like, I've never even logged in and we can literally see where they've logged in and everything that they've gone through. Just complete lies. And it makes me sad for humanity that there's people still out there like that. Um, uh, but at the same time, I just, I just remind myself to treat it as math. And the bigger that you get, well, the bigger that you get, the more it's going to happen. Number one. Um, but because just sheer numbers, but number two is just treat it as a math equation, right? Like 10% of people are not, no matter what you do, they're not going to like you. 
and they're just not, they're just not going to like you 10%. So if you have 100 customers, 100 team members, 10% are going to find a problem with you, 10 of them. They're going to find a problem with you, and they're going to be maybe not a pain, but they're going to, they're, ne- they're going to say negative things. They're going to be a, a little turd. 10%. Just treat it as math. It's not that you did something wrong. It's not that we did something wrong. It's just that 10% of people are not going to like us for some reason, not going to like you for some reason. That doesn't mean they act on it. It just means that they're not going to. They're going to find an issue. This is across the board in any area of life. If you write a blog post and 100 people read it, 10% are going to not like it, regardless of what you write. And 1% or 2% are going to be bat shiz crazy. They're going to be nuts. Okay, So if you have 100 people that read your blog post, 100 people that buy your product, whatever, one of them or two of them by just sheer math is going to be a uh, just crazy turd, like a crazy turd nugget. And this is just, again, is what it is. You know, I wish it didn't be this way. I wish it wasn't this way. Uh, it just is this way. This is the way the world works. And one thing that actually I talk about a lot is choosing your stress. You're going to have stress in life. You know, if you have a big network marketing team, your stress doesn't go away, by the way. You just change the stress that you, you incur. So um, I will not lie to you. Having money in the bank makes life easier. It does. I, I've, I've, I've lived with both. And it does make life easier to have money coming in. Um, but I will also tell you that it does not alleviate your stress. It just changes forms. So for instance, if you're in a job, uh, you have the stress of not doing what you want when you want. You have the stress of someone else telling you what to do, and it sucks. If you're in your own business, before you have like a gigantic team that never runs itself, and you can just run away to the Cayman Islands, which... We don't have that yet, by the way, nor do I even know if we ever would run away to the islands if, if we had a you know, a million dollar a month income that was 100% automated that no one ever needed to speak to us again. I, I feel like we have too much of a call in our life to just run away. But pre that, when you're in the build mode, um, you have other types of stress. You have the stress of you know, dealing with things in business that are coming to coming against you, right? Stupid customers, um, needing to, you know, the demands of clients, the demands of, um, even if they're not demands necessarily, but the demands of running a team, right? If someone wants the leadership mantle, that's the lead, that's a mantle, right? It's, it's, it's a burden. It's the burden of leadership. And that is a stress. Um, you know, you doesn't mean you have all the right answers or even the answers period, but it does mean having responses, right? And, um, those responses can cause stress. Um, it means that, you know, uh, again, yeah, you're shouldering the brunt of, of bad customers, um, that kind of a thing. Um, taking responsibility when things go wrong. It is, you know, um, re- recognizing it's all on you. Like, you know, there's, there's, if you're a, a, an, a, if an adult, you have gone through this in your life at one point, whenever you moved out of your parents' house and went 100% on your own, basically you started paying all your own bills, do you remember how liberating that was <clears throat> and scary? Liberating and scary. Um, it was like, it's all on me now. And I get all the freedom, but I also have all the pressure. Same thing with, run, with running your own business full-time. You have all the freedom, but all the pressure. Same exact thing. So we're just choosing our stress. And um, I personally choose the stress of... I want more freedom. So that means I accept the pressure, <clears throat> the pressures of business. Um, I, if I go, got a, if I wouldn't got a high paying job, I would 
relieve myself of the pressures of business and I would have a steady income probably, right, in that job. But I would have the stress of not doing my own thing when I wanted to, of not being able to control the business, not being able to make my true vision a reality, being uh, told what to do by someone else. Those are the things that I would have to deal with. And for me, I don't like that stress more than I don't like the stress of running a business. So I chose my stress. And um, anyway, didn't mean to get into that particularly, but uh, the bottom line is, you know, you don't know what you don't know and people surprise you. You know, the world is full of people. Uh, business is simply the moving of money from one person to another for a value or a service. Um, and so we have to deal with human beings to do that. If you're in an industry where you don't have to do with people, by the way, you're not really adding value to anyone. I've been learning that a lot recently. I've always really been kind of fascinated by the stock market and um, day, and trading, day trading or swing trading or whatever. So trading in and out of stocks to make a profit. And the reason I've been fascinated about it is because there's no people involved. You can literally just trade in and out of a stock and create profit for yourself if you just do things correctly. And what's interesting is there's no value being created by you trading. You're extracting value from the ingenuity of other, other people. And I've always thought that to be fascinating, but recently I'm finding that to be um, not, I mean, I don't do it anyway, but not what I want to do, like in the world. Even though people make things difficult, they also make things rewarding. And, you know, true growth in an economy or a country is based on how much value we add into it. And so if I'm creating value from nothing and then selling that value, I'm creating value by definition, right? I'm, I'm adding to the economy. I'm adding to this world. But if I'm literally just trading on the ingenuity of others, I'm just extracting from it. Um, and uh, again, I don't know how I got there, but uh, something that's on my mind, I guess. Anyway, um, hopefully this was helpful for someone and hope, helpful for you. And uh, just know that you don't have to be God. You don't have to be a crystal ball person. I don't have all the answers. You will never have all the answers. Neither of us will ever have all the answers. We can just do our best, serve at the highest level we possibly can, uh, love people, and, um, and uh, we'll be rewarded with good relationships, honest relationships, and, um, and, uh, and a great impact, hopefully. So with that, hopefully have an amazing day. Leave a review and a rating of this podcast if you're finding it valuable. I appreciate you guys. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.